Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about any, any podcast. A podcast. Merry Mini Monday Chunkies. I'm Carter. <laughs> Dosh. And Jordan. That was a lot of, we got all the vowel sounds in there. Yeah, in that last podcast. Oh, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, you guys yeah. actually just caught my vocal warm up. I wasn't ready to start yet. I was just, I guess we can keep it, but. Okay, yeah. No, I say I was, we keep it. I was really wanting that to more be for my me. My favorite was that every single vowel was in fact a diphthong. And yeah. I loved that very uh-huh. much. <laughs> Have y'all seen Blob Opera? Have y'all seen that yet? I'm going to send it to you. So yeah, it's like please this. please do. I don't know what uh, that is. It's this Google Labs thing. Anyways, it's just these four little blobs. And when you touch them and move them around, you can like make a song. Amazing. And nothing has ever felt more two chunks in my life. <laughs> uh, Vince Kelly, that. Vince Kelly, good friend of ours, uh, tagged me in this. And it's, it's an absolute blast. I'll show that to you <laughs> later. Um, but we don't have time for that right now. No. Because we've got we've got some serious business to get to. Uh, yes. As you might know, if you heard us last week, Mini Mondays now are looking at that tiny, tiny television screen uh, over that big screen as we go through WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And we are now in color for WandaVision, which is great because now I, I thought, uh, we'll just get started here. I thought that the blonde lady who now I guess would know is blonde, was in color. I thought that was Wanda. But I think... Oh, yeah. I think Elizabeth Olsen is Wanda now, like mm. when the color came. Yeah. And then Vision makes way more sense because I just thought that was the villain from Solo. Yeah. But I think yeah. this is this right. is Paul Bettany's other character. But I'm fine right. to go I'm ahead having and jump to, in. I'm having to silence my Star Wars nerd to not be like, no, Dryden Voss has these weird little lines on his face. And he was originally supposed to be an alien, but they decided <laughs> they didn't like that. And they wanted Paul Bettany to be a real human boy in that. So I, I feel the need to point out that you didn't, in fact, sil- you you didn't, you used your Star Wars, Star Star Wars. You yes. used your Star Wars nerdology by saying you weren't going to. It's like me being say, now what I'm not going to say is how fat you look today. Right. I'm not going to say that. Whoa. Sure. I'm not going to say that. It's the same thing, you know? The sure. hostility. No, I don't, I'm not saying crazy. Doge looks fat. I'm saying I'm not going to say how fat he looks. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that. I did do. I would okay. never say that. Uh, we can play a fun game in the middle of this episode. Not right now, but I'm saying, like, I want y'all to be on the lookout for mm-hmm. what did Carter look up today about the MCU? 
okay. and then try and point <laughs> okay. that out. Don't let it consume Great. you. Like, don't do you ruin want, do you the want podcast. Us to point it out but in like, the that was it. Yeah, yeah. In the okay. moment. Okay. Okay. Cool. See if you can be like, oh, because I'm not going to get offended if you can clearly see. <laughs> oh, this is a. He, there's no way he knew this before. Oh, he's today. a Google boy. Yeah, he's a Google boy. <laughs> now the X Dash Mans, they're the mutants. <laughs> it looks like. <laughs> Mans, like what awful sources do they have? You can go ahead and get started. I'm not going to be able to get us through this. <laughs> okay, great. Swing on you. So this one is Brady Bunch, right? Yeah, I believe so. So I was I under think the impression so. that they were like the- all going to be magic-based TV shows, but I guess they're not because one's Modern Family, I think. Well, uh, Dick Van Dyke isn't magic-based. Yeah. That's true. And I also thought it was I Love Lucy at the beginning, but I guess it makes way more sense for it to be Dick Van Dyke, huh? No, yeah, yeah. Dick Van Dyke. Then we had Bewitched. Right. Which kind of makes the most sense for their relationship. Yeah. Uh, and then now, feels very Brady Bunch. It feels like the Brady Bunch house. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It would make sense because we're adding to the family right now. Right. So That, that theme song was mega Brady Bunch. New theme song does rule. Yeah. It does. I like it a lot. I th- I would assume the next one is probably I I feel like Charmed has to be in there somewhere. <laughs> Charmed? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like because of the witches. The next one has to be <clears throat> Charmed. How mad are we going to be if they do a Sabrina the Teenage Witch kind of vibe? I will boycott it. I won't watch that episode. I'll just have to fill in the blanks myself. That's going to be the most that is going to be the glue of the entire season. <laughs> it's the, and you're going to choose one, to not watch it. The one Sabrina <laughs> episode where Melissa Joan Hart, our sworn nemesis, is actually on the show. Stop. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's not nope. happening. It can't. It shouldn't. It shan't even. <laughs> so we get Tommy and Billy this week, huh? Tommy and Billy Tommy this Billy, week. Tommy uh, and Wicked and Speed. Yes, sir. Okay, so that's what you So Googled. that's what that's <laughs> the one. <laughs> you found it early. You found it early. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a legitimate on Jordan's face, like impressed, then remembered there's a game. Yep. It's like, yeah, I didn't think you you looked that up this morning. But yep. yes. I was immediately uh-huh. like, whoa. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like uh, this game. That is so fun though. I do think that there is an entire like subsection of uh people that are consuming like the MCU that are learning from the movies, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people like me out there that are the ones that are like, Tommy and Billy, they've been pretty spot on on like actually naming people characters to give you clues, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's it also makes it super easy to research. It's like, yep, Thomas and William, like those are the names of her kids. Yeah, I feel like you, you also like, probably have to be careful though. Can I you do have to bubble? be careful. Is Tommy, it not that? Tommy and Billy in this episode are characters who have appeared in the comics as magical constructs of Wanda, not uh, actual living beings that she uh, was able to. Uh, and we talked last week about how these characters are are imbued with the soul, shards of the soul of a demon, right? And so they kind of exist slash don't exist. They're magical construct. Wiccan and Speed are actually different characters than these twin boys born to Wanda and Vision. Wiccan and Speed are super comic-y, the genetic reincarnation of the life forms that are Wanda's children. So Wiccan and Speed were raised by humans, but are the genetic reincarnation of Wanda and Vision's children. Wow. So to split Dude, there are sometimes that bit. comics are so annoying. Oh, they're dumb. <laughs> they're so, they're so weird. Where it's like, come on, guys. Just just be normal. Just write right? a no, story. It's, right? it's like, bananas. It's absolutely bananas. But now, it, it does seem to me, just speaking of whether things exist or not, 
so I was up in the air last week as to whether or not <clears throat> all of this was happening in Wanda's head, whether or not these people actually exist. It does seem that this is pocket dimension-y for sure. It feels pocket dimension-y like X-Files-y, like, uh-oh, right. there's this town and it's a bubble and we got to set up a quarantine. I got like shimmer vibes a bit. from Annihilation. Yeah. 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 Gosh, that's a good movie. It's a great movie. We got to figure out a way books. to review that. I know we uh, really do. <laughs> have y'all watched, do y'all watch The Boys? Oh yeah, every episode, no, baby. No. So there's a, there feels similar to The Boys in a way too, of just having the government controlling mm -hmm. a certain area. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's a bit of a spoiler. I apologize. Well, just don't. Yeah, just don't. I mean, I just want to say. So it's it a is. it's a boiler. Would you say that? It's a bit it's of a boiler. boiler. It's a boys it's a little boiler. Bit of a boiler. Yeah, yeah it's a boiler. Yeah. It's a little spoiler. Um, but I, I I'm interested. It seems like we are getting looser with our cracks in the foundation of this pocket yeah. dimension. Um, things like, it really seems like vision is starting to more frequently figure out something's going on. Um, it seems like the residents are getting sloppier with playing along if that's what they're doing. Um, yeah. like maybe they're playing along for their own safety or maybe, uh, the appearance of Geraldine caused everybody to crack a little bit, but yeah. What do we think? Like, so like, like his, his neighbor who, who takes the hedge clippers through the fence, which by the way, Weirdly enough, is my super pump for this episode. That like just, it's like just off enough the way that he's like, oh, I guess I did. Yeah. See you later, Vision. And it's like super, right. super creepy and off-putting. And I loved that. I, I love that we're starting to get more of that kind of stuff where it feels like there's, you know, that it, like you said, Jordan, it's starting to crack. Do we think that that those folks are hostages, I guess? Uh, like they lived in this town. And well, he was Wanda's about to say something, right? Right, but is he unable to or not supposed to? I think right. that's what so I can't it could tell. Be that is it a Truman like, Show situation? Or I can't is tell it, if it's Truman Show or if they're trapped in this town. There's also a part of me that still wonders if they actually exist. Like maybe they maybe they play along because they know they cease to exist if the mirage ends. Yeah, I mean, um, it could be could be like her sons, like where they're just they. It's a mag It's a construct that she's created. It's also up in the air that it's hard to really nail down any predictions this early. Oh, sure. But We're going to listen to this episode in a couple of weeks and be like, you guys, you three <laughs> you idiots. No idea. You had no idea what you were talking about. But it also seems like Wanda is becoming a little more hostile to interference. Like she's starting to lose patience with outside. The rewind. The rewind yeah. of this episode was especially great. Dude, it was yeah. jarring and it really good. I thought my Disney Plus skipped. I thought so I was too. like, oh, did I have a connection issue? Dude, I'll tell yeah. you what would be great is if they went real meta with it and at one point the show jumped back to the Disney Plus menu. Like if that's what the rewind looked like, like does all the way. Disney, does that's Disney funny. exist in the Marvel Universe? That's we interesting. Know Star, we know Star Wars does because Peter and Ned have Star Wars Legos. <laughs> It's true. But then who plays Dryden Voss when they go see Solo? Or they're like, that guy looks a lot like Vision. <laughs> he, he looks so much like Vision. Um, I think so, uh, before it gets too far away, my super pump is similar, Doge. Um, and, and I'm glad, Jordan, you had also mentioned meta. But what's so fun about this show, and I especially noticed it in myself in this one, is we are kind of almost uh, feeling the same emotions as people in that world as we're watching the sitcom, you know, it feels like uh, right. we're all uh, having the same aha moments together, right. which is such a cool feeling of like being a part of it. It's it's like uh, in any movie when you have someone who their eyes are opened and the entire narrative is revealed to them, 
when it co- coincides with what's also happening with the audience because you're living through that. Like they're the surrogate for how you feel about the yeah. environment. Like a true reveal versus like a dramatic mm-hmm. irony kind of a situation. Yeah. And yeah. I think because we're getting more of those lines, uh, more of the stuff breaking a little bit in earlier, yeah. it stands out more to me. And I love that. I think I that's think so good. great. It's a really good point. Yeah, I there's so much... There's so much to appreciate here. So much like thoughtfulness and love has clearly been put into the set. And so my my super pump is actually, I wasn't going to do this here, but it's the perfect time because we keep talking about meta a little bit. But like my super pump is the humor in this episode because it's not funny. But the joke is that it's the exact humor from that era of television. So it becomes funny. Do you like the jokes yeah. themselves are not especially great. How, but I was laughing out loud because you can tell that somebody spent time watching the Brady Bunch and watching these shows from the 70s and going, this is what they would have laughed at and crafting the perfect set in order to be the backdrop to these jokes. I don't know. I'm so impressed with the level of care and thoughtfulness that's being put into this show so far. Yeah. Um, minus that one screenshot where you can see Paul Bettany's normal skin in his vision outfit. But <laughs> I bet they fixed that the same I'm way they, sure fixed, they, did. they fixed Watchboy in Mandalorian. I'm sure they did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm so impressed. Uh, I don't know why I should be impressed. Disney does this stuff all the time, but it's so Do you so think it's good. harder? Do you think it's harder to write and, and like block and make the set for the Brady Bunch episode of WandaVision? Do you think it's harder to do that than it is to write and block and make the set for the Brady Bunch in the 70s? I think so. Yeah, because I think the Brady Bunch gets to be whatever it is and it's still the Brady Bunch. But WandaVision has to nail the Brady Bunch to be the Brady Bunch. It's got a more specific set of parameters. Yeah, because I mean, if you're on the Brady Bunch, you somebody you can do whatever you want and it's still, oh, that's something they would do on the Brady Bunch because you are the Brady Bunch, but you have to follow a previously dug rut in order to... Does that make it easier? Because you know what's within bounds. Like if I'm trying to make happy days now, I know never, ever, ever to jump over a shark. <laughs> sure. Right? You know but I, I mean? like I know what to avoid. <laughs> but I think I think what it comes down to is that it's not necessarily a one-to-one, right? Because you're trying to build something. It's not necessarily a path as it is. You're trying to build something with limited parts, limited pieces instead of whatever you want it to be. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure in some ways it is. I think it's just, easier. is it easier to create versus emulate? Right. You know, and I think there's pros and cons to both. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of pros and cons in life. Um, and and I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> the biggest pro is uh, whatever this next ad is about to be. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wow, I can't believe that ad was so good. So, listen, I want to buy it or subscribe to it. Or listen to it or something. Whatever it yeah, happens to be. I already have time. it. Whoa. Man, I hope that works out in a great I know, way. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, so as uh, something that's been fun about WandaVision, and we've talked about it before, but the MCU has a pretty good mix of mm. grabbing uh, really esteemed actors, right. like someone who's like won an Oscar, uh, and then just like they never really make a huge mistake. But then also having people that aren't as familiar, and then these roles are actually what make them familiar. Yeah. And WandaVision, you know, outside of Paul Bettany, you kind of had to be, uh, you know, Patreon-level chunky to maybe know a lot about Paul Bettany, right? Like, he has showed up a lot and has been in some pretty classic Yeah, we, uh, we keep all movies. of our Paul Bettany information away from anybody that doesn't subscribe to our Patreon. That's our right? next no, Patreon tier. That was going to be thirty dollars a month. It's just our all Bettany all the time. Paul Bettany, yeah, and then it's all uh, Paul, (laughs) all Paul. It's Paul. Good. That's the name of it. (laughs) All Paul, y'all. And Liz, (laughs) Liz Olson is uh, kind of someone that the MCU is kind of making her career, right? I think from here on, she's always going to be uh, uh, Wanda. But I I wanted to look something up uh, because, especially with, uh, we've got another episode coming out tomorrow. Uh, as we often do, as we always do on Tuesdays, and we're doing Chooser's Choice. It's and a so new we thing this actors. week where we're doing two episodes. <laughs> right. We have uh, actors uh, for this series, and uh, the actor that I have tomorrow actually won an Oscar for the role that she played. And so I wanted to go back, and while I was looking around at her Oscars, which was like in 1997, I just was like, you know what? I want to see how uh, many Best Actor or Best Actress nominees slash winners have been in MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, and so what I want to do, though, specifically so that we don't spend too much time on it, is I want y'all to just guess between Best Actor and Best Actress, but how many since 2019, which is the most recent Oscar year, technically, um, how many uh, Oscar winners or Oscar nominees for Best or Actor nominees. or Best Actress have we had consecutively? So I want you to say uh, not the number, but which do you think has a longer consecutive streak? Best Actor so you've got five uh, individuals per year. So we've got our nominees and our winner. So we're trying uh, to see how, actress. like, how long of a streak it goes. Where how Marvel's long of a streak has the MCU had that somebody has been in the MCU? And granted, too, I, they're I'm nominated not counting, because of the MCU or just because no. of something else. Okay, I'm, no, no, I don't think no a one's ever one nominated of these because has of the won MCU. an Oscar. Yeah, but like, uh, and this is even like pre Feige. So I'm saying like any Marvel movie that we've had one of these actors from. Which, uh, the, this question simply is, is it actress or actor that you think has had more consecutive since 2019? I think actor. Since 2019? 2019 back, who oh. has the longest streak of every single year. There's a Marvel person in the top five. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's actor. I also think it's actor. Y'all are both right, but we'll read through these. Uh, actor, uh, we'll get to that. Actress has really only been for two years, mm-hmm. two consecutive years, there's a gap. And then we've got two or three <clears throat> more years. But we did have one in 2019. Would you know who that is? 
Was it Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit? Mm. Not for Jojo Rabbit, actually. Well, I guess she was for, for Marriage Story. Yeah, she oh, wasn't. Yeah. She didn't get nominated for both, did she? She might have in the Golden Globes, but let me double check. I on guess the I'm thinking. I remember seeing a Jojo Rabbit clip. I guess I'm thinking because of Taika. That's why they would have showed that clip. Yeah. So he, Scarlett, yeah. because of Marriage Story, obviously, because she is. Uh, I almost she said plays, Wanda Maximoff. She plays Marriage in that, right? <laughs> she does play Marriage. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2018, Glenn Close mm-hmm. was a nominee for The Wife. Glenn Close has a minor Forgot role. Forgot she was in Guardians. In Guardians of the Galaxy. And then it's and then a, it's a DC. DC and comes in in 2017. So that breaks the streak. It's, it's Margot Robbie. So we don't have anybody uh, in 2017. But then Natalie Portman would be the year uh, prior to that. Uh, who we know was in Thor and will be Thor. And then we had J-Law even before that, who was Mystique. Uh, and then it breaks off again. But here's what's fun about the best actor Oscar winners is because we have had seven consecutive years wow. Wow. of the Oscars from 2019. And so the streak could continue. We'll have to, uh, we'll start talking more Oscar buzz probably uh, in moments uh, over the next few weeks because that'll be coming up, I think in March or April this year. But our our best actor uh, nominees and winners that have been in the MCU, would you know about 2019? Joaquin, of course, is not. That's not the MCU. Yeah. It is. He did win for a comic book character. Who was nominated in 2019? I don't even remember. <clears throat> oh, Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. He was in Iron Man 2. Uh-huh. So we'll have to. It wasn't Sam Rockwell in 2019, and we'll have to just freaking... Uh, Maybe do the whole thing again. I don't know why I wasn't thinking about. I I was thinking of Disney, but that's none of these guys. None of the guys in 2019. So the streak was 2018 through 2012 for the guys. So really, the the girls have the most consecutive. But there's been a ton of guys because last year was Joaquin Phoenix, Antonio Banderas. Unless y'all can come up with something they were in in the MCU, which nope. happens. Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, Jonathan Price. Nope, none of them. None were. of those. Is, none of those is Marvel boys. 2018, though, we do have Bradley Cooper and Willem Dafoe. Okay. Two, 2017, we have Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya. Oh, he's in Black Panther, huh? Who is oh, in Black he Panther. Is in Black Panther. 2016, we have Andrew Garfield. 2015, we have Michael Fassbender. 2014, Bradley Cooper's back, but also we have Benedict Cumberbatch. 2013, we have Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yep. 2012, we have Bradley Cooper again. I forget how many times he's been nominated. Dang, Brad. And Hugh Jackman. So it is still the guys have the longest streak. It's just, yeah, it is still guys have the longest streak, but they didn't have one the closest. 2011 doesn't have anybody. Uh, and then 2010, we're back in it with James Franco, <laughs> which is just so funny what that Franco. What was he nominated for? In 2010, uh, what was he doing? 127 hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people thought he was going to win that. I've never seen it, but I would give my right arm to go see that movie. Yikes. Then 2009 again, Jeremy Renner. Then 2008, Mickey Rourke, who played Shock, uh, not Shockwave. What was his character's Whiplash. name? Whiplash. Uh, and then we have Tommy Lee Jones in 2007, who has a role in Captain uh, America. Captain yep. America. Yep. And then. Wow. Uh, Dang. I forget how many people have been in the MCU, whether they're like. Isn't that wild? Bit parts or main parts. Like there, there's. Really just an insane... Like, sometimes I forget that John C. Riley has been in the MCU. Oh, yeah. That's just Yeah, him crazy. and Glenn Close shared some scenes together. Which is just... Uh, was I mean, Forrest, name the movie, you know? Yeah, like, for real. Was, was Forrest Whitaker ever in it? No. No. Okay, so he breaks it again. Because then we have Terrence Howard the year before that. So, yeah, and then Don Cheadle. That's funny. Don Cheadle and Terrence Howard were back-to-back years. 
Mm. But yeah, the MCU has had uh, chock full of A-list people. Now, if anybody in WandaVision right now, uh, nobody in WandaVision so far that we have seen with our eyes has been nominated for an Oscar. Who do you think it happens to first, if it happens to anyone? Liz Olsen, I think. Yeah, Paul Bettany should. I would say Paul. But I feel like Liz is on her way. I really, I have a strong feeling that WandaVision is going to be the thing that makes people go, she's good. Oh, she could be in anything. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, even the scene where she flips from cheerfully talking with Geraldine to she becomes Scarlet Witch again for a minute. Like, she's not Wanda anymore. She's Scarlet Witch for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just impressive to me. Um, I will say, if I might, not enough Catherine Hahn for me this episode. Really, need, hardly any at all. I need way more of her always. Right. Yeah, we barely get any there. And uh, we talked about earlier when he's playing her husband when he was uh, doing the hedges or whatever. But this is the same guy who, right? He he never leaves that spot the entire episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. Days are supposed to go by. Husband. He's not her husband. Oh, they're not? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. She always talks about her husband, Ralph. And We've never, we never seen see him. Ralph, which is, feels oh. very sitcom yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, but when he's trying to tell her, it almost feels like uh, she's ultimately in control too. Mm. Like how uh, Scarlet Witch can shut some things down. It does feel like she is the one who, while we can literally see her, in the flesh, like saying, no, don't do that. Maybe she's doing some stuff outside of the scenes to keep people from saying things. Yeah. Or maybe world, they but- can't. Like maybe whoever's yeah. created this has a, made it to where they can't say what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Because sure. I think he was going to say we're trapped. I think so too. Okay. Because um, I think that was the hint the doctor was giving of like, you know, small towns, hard to leave. Hard to leave, yeah. Or hard to oh, escape, I think he even says. Um, And so he, that's why he couldn't go to Bermuda. But yeah, I just... On the note of Catherine Hahn, she's on screen for, she pulled a real Hannibal Lecter for me this episode because she's on screen for about 60 seconds total. Um, but every time she comes on screen, I'm like hanging on her every word. Like, what do you have for me, Catherine Hahn? What do you have for me today? I'm going to double down on my prediction from last week that she is the main villain of the show. There's also, there's been a lot of, of online theorizing floating around about Dottie, that Dottie could potentially be playing a character called Clea. Who's I'm like not, Satan, basically. I'm not sure that I buy that. I don't think there's quite enough evidence for that really Which one's in Dottie? any way. Dottie's the, the one who gets her, she gets her hand cut last week. Oh, Devils in the details. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was, oh, that was her, right? Devils in the details. Was that her or Catherine Hahn? That's Dottie. But Catherine Hahn said it about Dottie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's been a lot of people speculating that. I, I really don't buy that. I think that would be interesting, but I think it's, you know, everybody's a little bit Marvel sick and they're like, oh my gosh, everything is everything else. And it's, yeah, realistically, probably not. I'll, I'll, I'll eat my hat though, if it is. Besides, oh, besides David Schwimmer, Dottie's husband is the most David Schwimmer person that's ever existed. He's got a Ross vibe, huh? Dude. It, he yeah. looks like he was drawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Giving me real, giving me real Schwim vibes. Yeah, swim vibes for sure. Uh, uh, real quick, Jordan, you had mentioned Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> you know, he's my fan. I, I'm not going to like fangirl. Um, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, it's funny that you mentioned that because some of my favorite characters in TVs and movies are the ones that everyone has to put so much energy into protecting themselves from. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, when we get to the end of this episode and seeing all of the budget <laughs> to make sure that Wanda is somehow captive to something uh, makes me think of Lecter. You know, like totally. of having like wrap up his mouth, tie his arms down. Uh, here's 20 security guards around a guy who has no weapons. Totally. You know, and so uh, I there's something I love about how much power you know she has. Mm. And so, and she does do a good job of, I had been thinking about before this episode of, I wonder how she kind of turns it off and on. And then we know it's like her again, like Scarlet Witch. Outside of there just being these crazy moments where, you know, someone's choking and things like that. And you could definitely tell it here, like threatening. Yep. Yeah. You know, she's, it's, it's, uh, of the MCU, it's like her and Bruce Banner, right? Like it's, those are, (laughs) those are the two people that, you know, we got to kind of keep them happy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, true. until they can figure it out. Well, and I don't mean to be threatening myself, but it is time to um, say goodbye. Um, and Carter, I, I would love for you to to tell us how we're going to wrap this one up, buddy. Yeah. So um, to wrap this one up, and we have talked about how just in this episode, even uh, it gets kind of like a bad taste in your mouth when things get. I think Jordan said the term comic booky mm. when we were talking about the the I the did. twins. Um, I want us to give the people our names, right? Of course. So to end this, I want your name and then just bring in for me any other comic book character. Like yes. WandaVision is going to work in some different comic book character because comic booky might be a little bit more broad than we think. I'm Carter and uh, in comes Linus. Don't know how. <laughs> From the peanuts. <laughs> Don't know how, but- uh, we're going to work him in, and somehow, this is actually going to be low-key the best thing about this series, is that somehow we're going to be totally fine with Linus being a part of the MCU. Sure, yeah. I'm Doge, and next week, the most surprising thing about WandaVision is that we're going to include Frog Thor from Walt Simonson's Thor run. Uh, Frog Thor has a long and convoluted and complicated history. So definitely be sure to check out what happens when a human being is cursed by a mystic to turn into a frog and Thor's also a frog and then together they're both Thor and have Thor powers with little (laughs) tiny frog hammers. Also, his marital status is listed as single. So if you're trying to get out there, get at Frog Thor. Wait, there's a marital status on there? Frog Thor's on the prowl. Hey, I'm Jordan (laughs) and it is Michelangelo, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Ooh. And he's... (laughs) We've already seen him. He came Comes out, out of the, out of the sewer. Manhole. Yeah, he's going to come out of the sewer right after uh, the beekeeper. Just swinging you s- them chucks. <laughs> you said Michelangelo, and my stomach was immediately like, hey, dude, pizza. how about some pizza today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Calabunga, dude. When I was a kid, I thought it was Calabunga. Like from Calabunga. Like California. Right. Calabunga. Calabunga. Yep. <laughs> Two different songs, same vibe. I was like, ooh, you are off. I went Phantom Planet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but we were doing it together. It sounded so bad. Calabunga, Calabunga, here we come. <laughs> <laughs>
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.